0: First, as predicted, Donald Trump announced over the weekend that he would not testify on his own behalf under direct examination from his own lawyers in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. Trump announced Sunday he would be a no-show at the trial where he is a civil defendant. Last week, Trump's lawyer, Alina Habba, said Trump was not a coward and he had nothing to hide. So, of course, he was going to testify on Monday. Nope. Second, special counsel Jack Smith filed a petition directly with the United States Supreme Court to hear Trump's claim for absolute presidential immunity on an expedited basis after Trump's motion to dismiss on that ground was rejected by federal judge Tanya Chutkin, who's presiding over the Washington, D.C. federal criminal case. And also, Jack Smith filed a petition with the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals To expedite the briefing on Donald Trump's appeal of Judge Chutkin's denial of Trump's motion to dismiss the indictment based on absolute presidential immunity. So, Jack Smith, both in the Supreme Court and the DC Circuit Court of Appeals, moving to expedite things. Remember, Judge Chutkin recently ruled that former presidents do not have absolute immunity from criminal conduct while they are in office. So the Supreme Court ruled fairly quickly, and they granted an expedited briefing schedule to determine whether or not they should hear the case in the first instance. And then the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals ordered a very tight schedule on Jack Smith's request to expedite the appeal, ordering Donald Trump to file his opposition to the request to expedite by December 13th, Jack Smith to file a reply by December 14th. Now, the D.C. panel that has been assigned to hear the claims by Donald Trump that he's entitled to immunity, this is a powerhouse panel of pro-democracy judges Trump's worst nightmare of a panel. And if I was worried about something, and I've said it before, it would be that that DC Circuit Court of Appeals panel would have just Trump judges, not the case. I'm very happy with this pro-democracy panel. So in sum, if you wanted Jack Smith to do everything possible To keep that March 4th, 2024 trial date, if you wanted Jack Smith to be aggressive, he is doing all he can do, (laughs) literally. Oof, a lot of re- legal rulings and cases going on as our democracy and justice system is being stress tested by authoritarian forces like never before. So there's more law we've got to talk about on today's show. Third, Jack Smith filed a disclosure of three experts he intends to call at the Washington, D.C. federal criminal case when it goes to trial and get this. One of the experts conducted a forensic analysis of Donald Trump's White House phone. Yep, Jack Smith got Donald Trump's phone. Fourth, the defamation trial against Rudy Giuliani by former Georgia election workers Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss started on Monday. Giuliani has already been found liable for defamation. A jury was impaneled to reach a ruling on damages and punitive damages only. After trial concluded, Giuliani then held a press conference where he further defamed Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, which will only add to the punitive damages and potentially give Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss another defamation lawsuit, fifth. If it's a day in the week that ends with a why, Republicans are talking about Hunter Biden and impeaching President Biden on absolutely no grounds. And I'm not sure if they realize Hunter Biden is not President Biden. Now that Hunter Biden has been indicted in federal court in Los Angeles for not paying taxes that he paid back in 2021 with civil penalties, that has nothing to do with President Biden and the charges against Hunter Biden could send him to jail for most of the remainder of Hunter's adult life. Republicans are now saying that the special counsel from the Biden DOJ that indicted Hunter is part of an elaborate cover-up to help Hunter Biden. You see, what the MAGA Republicans are now saying is that Hunter Biden was indicted by the DOJ to help him out as a favor. And if that doesn't make sense to you, well, according to MAGA Republican James Comer, it's because you, not he, is very low IQ, he said on a right-wing network earlier in the day. Then let's talk about foreign policy. We got Ukraine President Zelensky visiting the United States to give a dire warning to the Republicans blocking military funding to Ukraine to do Vladimir Putin's bidding. This As Hungary's leader, Viktor Orban, someone beloved by MAGA, is setting up meeting with the MAGA members of Congress to rally behind Vladimir Putin and block funding to Ukraine. Yep, the MAGA Republican Party just doing the bidding of Putin right out in the open. And then let's talk the economy, folks. You got the S&P 500 hitting a new high for the year last week. The S&P 500 is now up 20% from year to date. Some of the biggest gains in American history. Wages continue to rise, outpacing inflation. Inflation was 0% last month, down to 3.2% annually. Inflation has fallen 65% since its peak last summer. 199,000 new jobs were added in November, over 14 million jobs, have been created since the beginning of the Biden presidency. Gas prices have fallen for 12 straight weeks. American oil production is setting new records and is higher than in any other country. You know how MAGA Republicans have this view about Donald Trump was the best driller ever. Well, at the same time, President Biden has signed into law historic climate change legislation. Biden is drilling smart and better than Donald Trump. It's just the objective data while also focusing on the environment at the same time. Folks, I know that was a very long intro, but we've got a lot going on in the world, and I did not want to miss a beat there. I apologize. I was three minutes late to the live. It was my fault as I was recording a hot take on Rudy Giuliani, who just went out and did that press conference where he further defamed Ruby Freeman and Shane Boss. I had to hit it. Ben, you gotta you gotta be on top of the hot takes at all times. You know the the people demand the hot takes instantly the second the news breaks, and you're always up on it. And today, especially, was a day of very good legal news. We could always use days like this where we get some positive legal developments, some signs that the wheels of justice are not only moving, but they're moving expeditiously. And I love hearing that word expedite when it. is related to cases relating to Donald Trump and he thought today I thought today the story was going to be Donald Trump ch- Donald Trump chickening out of this trial chickening out of testifying in a civil fraud trial in New York and then it was just one punch and another punch and another punch From the legal system against Donald Trump. I think that's why one of our other shows on the network is called Political Beatdown. And we had Donald Trump today beat down by the law. It appeared to me that Jack Smith is staying multiple steps ahead of Trump and his legal team, making the ultimate chess move in going straight to the Supreme Court here for this case, for this immunity decision. I love to see it. I know a lot of folks were surprised to see it. And That's why Jack Smith is on this case. Jack Smith is the best prosecutor out there for this case. He understands the gravity of this moment and hopefully the Supreme Court and other courts understand the gravity of this moment as well because we are heading right now for a blockbuster January. I don't think anybody could even process what is about to happen in our legal system, what is about to happen as these decisions start to take place in January, as the various courts start to decide on whether or not this trial is going to go to trial on March 4th of 2024. And you know, as Donald Trump itches closer to becoming a convicted felon, He is going to do everything in his power to rile up his base, and we have a lot in store for us on that front as well. Jordy, how's it going today?
1: I'm doing well. You're so right. It's only going to get more and more unhinged from Donald Trump the deeper we get into this. So buckle up, folks. And Brett's your point exactly. Jack Smith continues to play 3D chess while Trump plays this form of checkers where he puts the pieces up his nose and and he eats it. And same with his whole legal team. I mean, they're just imploding in in front of us. And I I can't wait to get Ben's perspective on this because Ben's been reading the tea leaves as we've gotten further and further along here, and Ben, I, I feel like I do this almost every other show at this point. I have to give you credit because, once again, you know I, I'm not even calling them predictions that you make about these legal developments. You just you, you you follow the facts, man. And from someone who's not so heavily involved in the legal space, I don't know if you didn't know that about me, but it, it's great <laughs> to hear it from you. And just following you and and your understanding of the law has has honestly been a godsend. Thank you.
0: Well, look, it's like a meteorologist, right, who follows the cloud patterns to see if a storm is going to hit or if it's going to be a sunny day. You can't always predict it. Sometimes you say it's a sunny day and all of a sudden it rains and you've got to go through your data and say, where did I miss this? Where didn't I see it? Or maybe there's an aberration. But when it comes to Donald Trump, you know, he wears his pathology on his sleeve. A lot of the data is staring us in the face and the hardest part is just growing grabbing all of that data and trying to put it into a way that just is very concrete and discreet because there's all of these tentacles kind of all over the place, but Donald Trump is telling us who he is. Like, it was very easy for us to predict here that Donald Trump was not going to show up for direct testimony at the New York Attorney General civil fraud case because he has a history of not showing up for testimony. Sure, he showed up on cross-examination, but he was forced to. He had no other choice. Otherwise, there would have been an adverse inference and he automatically lost the case if he didn't show up. But not showing up here is almost equally as bad because if Donald Trump's going to try to file an appeal where he says, Judge N'Goran or Justice N'Goran did not give me a fair shot, I was ready to introduce all of this evidence. Well, the appellate division and ultimately New York's highest court is going to say, Donald. You had the opportunity to give direct testimony. So did your son, Eric. You are the two people who are supposed to be the leaders of the organization, and you declined direct testimony from your own lawyers who could have directed you to testify on anything you could have gone through all of the spreadsheets. Let me show you the spreadsheet from 2016, 2017. Tell me why the properties are so valuable. Go. And Donald Trump could have rambled and said everything he wanted to say, but he opted not to do that. So for all the splainers out there, go. Oh, this is 4D chess by Donald Trump. It's the dumbest thing you could possibly do unless you're trying to avoid criminal exposure and you don't want to have to invoke the fifth, or if you know your testimony is going to be harmful. Who declines direct testimony in your own case where you're the leader of the organization? And not only that, but Eric declined. The two main leaders decided not to give direct testimony. And this, as Alina Haba, Donald Trump's lawyer, guaranteed us he was going to take the stand. But this is what they do because guess what, folks? They lie about everything. They wake up and they lie. You know how you wake up and you get a glass of water or you wake up and whatever you do in the morning when you wake up, they wake up, lie, 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 lie. And by the way, it is overbearing sometimes. It's overwhelming. They rely on the big lies to just wear you down because what's legacy media doing? They're not really rebutting it. A new poll came out today, a new poll. Da, 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 da. They're not going through and going, wait a minute. We've got a fascist dictator person who lies about freaking everything. Legacy media doesn't do that. So you have legacy media spending their time talking about how people's feelings in their opinion may not match the actual reality of what's going on. That's one side. And then the other side, you've got Donald Trump just pumping disinfo, pump, pump over and over and over again. And that's how he's lived his whole life, And it is overwhelming, but you don't respond to something that's overwhelming and go, all right, I can't handle it. It's just a pain in the neck. Go fascism me. Go take over. No, we're the United States of America. Damn it. You stand up for yourself. And by the way, that's what special counsel Jack Smith is doing. That's what New York Attorney General Letitia James is doing. That's what Fulton County District Attorney Fawnie Willis is doing. That's what Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is doing. And Trump can't handle that. You have to confront this. This is a do or die moment in our democracy. And that's what we're all doing here at the Midas Mighty, at the Midas Touch Network. Now, let me show you this clip of Alina Haba from just days ago, where she said, Donald Trump will take the stand on Monday. He will open himself up to whatever. Play the clip.
2: He is so firmly against what is happening in this court and so firmly for the old America that we know, not this America, that he will take that stand on Monday. He will open himself up to whatever they want because he's not afraid. People that are afraid cower. President Trump doesn't cower. We'll be back on Monday.
0: Because they have no shame, though, Brett. They have no shame. They can say something like that. If I had my spokesperson, Say something like that about me. If you said something, hey, Ben's going to show up. He's not too cowardly to show up. He will be here. And then I didn't show up. I don't know. I, I don't think I could just go on my next day and be like, oh, hey, everybody. I never said that. I, I would be like crippled by the lie. But they're not. They don't give a crap. It's all lies compounding on lies. Here, by the way, was from a few days ago. Alina Habba was complaining about the gag order, which is limited to Donald Trump attacking the principal law clerks. So unfair that there's this gag order that's preventing him to attack the law clerk. W- what's he going to do when he testifies? But he's strong. He's someone who will definitely testify here. Watch what Alina Habba says. Play this clip.
2: Can you tell us now whether or not he will definitely testify on Monday, Alina? Yeah, let me be very clear. I discouraged the former president from getting on a stand with a gag order. I would never discourage the former president from testifying because, uh, quite honestly, our plan up until now was to have him testify. He always wanted to testify and he Mm -hmm. should testify. When he has nothing to hide, it's the best thing you could do is put this great witness on that is going to stand up and tell you the truth. But. The judge in this matter this week, we asked him to lift the gag order so that he could testify fully and completely. If he sees people whispering and creating a ruckus next to him, and he has a right to address that so that the record is complete, and so do his lawyers, Uh, that was why we said, this is not fair, this is rigged, this is a banana republic, don't give them the the energy of you coming in the room. Now he already has taken the stand on this case. He took the stand on the case in the AG's case. Now we want him on our case, but I would say and I still say that having any client Get on a stand with a gag order as limited or large as this is a First Amendment violation and you should not respect the court and give them the opportunity to hear you. Mm. But he is going to take the stand regardless and he will navigate it.
0: You should not respect the court. What if there is a ruckus? Next to him, what is she even talking about? And let me just break down her argument, Ben. She she is saying that Donald Trump cannot testify and back up the valuations that he made on his own properties unless he is allowed to attack The judge's principal law clerk, like in just think that's literally what she is saying. How do those things even go together whatsoever? You would think if your business, if your entire, what you've spent your whole life bragging about, what do you built your entire personality on? If that was about to get what is known as the corporate death penalty, if you were about to see your businesses be dissolved, you wouldn't want to get up on that stand. And defend yourself because you're unable to attack the, the judge's <laughs> law clerk. This is supposed to be a tough guy. And the people who support this guy watch this and they go, oh, yeah, it's tough. Oh, yeah. They make up any excuse in the book to back Here's up the this thing. guy. It's unbelievable. And, and, and authoritarians know how weak he is. They love toying with him. He's a fake tough guy. He's a wannabe authoritarianism. He's not even authoritarian. He wants to be the authoritarian sidekick to make up whatever pathological issues he had for his father, Fred. Like He can't be the number one when it comes to real tough guys. That's why he actually looks up to Kim Jong-un. He looks up to MBS. He looks up to Vladimir Putin and they mock him and they laugh at him and they know like the Taliban did. All you have to do is say, sir? Your excellency, sir. And, and Trump goes, oh, they called me, sir. They said, your excellency. I must do whatever they want. It is ridiculous. He is the weakest coward in the world. As predicted on Sunday, he puts out this statement where he basically says,
1: in sum, there's nothing more just I have look, to Just say. look at it. Just look it's, at it for a yeah, second. Yeah, like, all Side by side, all caps. I mean, it looks like someone who is very seriously going through. Something internally with themselves, let alone the leader of the modern day Republican Party. And where's the legacy media talking about this? Like, imagine we say this a lot. If Biden were to release a statement like this, they would crucify the guy. This is totally unhinged behavior. And
0: the despicable thing about the statement, too, is it is so littered with just complete lies and disinformation that he is shoveling to his base. And and we spoke about earlier, Ben talked about how much they just try to weigh you down with random stuff, right? And it's by design. Steve Bannon himself admitted this. He said the entire Trump strategy is, and I am quoting here, flood the zone with shit. Flood the zone with shit. And that is what Donald Trump and all these purveyors of the disinformation do every single day. Now, the issue is that There are people, for whatever reason, who are willing to eat the shit every single day. We call those people MAGA. I don't know why (laughs) that they prefer the taste of shit every day, but they love shoveling it in their mouths. And this two-page statement by Donald Trump, in all caps, is more shit that he is shoveling in the mouths Mm -hmm. of his followers, where he calls it a Biden-directed operation. Like The things that he says are just so atrocious, but Trump basically ends it and he goes, "Uh, the Bias judge, a few to accept the order, blah, blah, blah. Based on the above and the fact that our unassailable final expert witness has been so strong and irrefutable in his testimony, which will conclude on Tuesday. I've already uh, testified to everything and have nothing more to say other than that. This is a complete and total election interference. He once again blames it on the Biden campaign, witch hunt that will do nothing but keep business out of New York. I will not be testifying on Monday, MAGA exclamation point. I mean, if President Biden posted anything, even like a very kind of coherent policy that just actually looked like this, like with all caps and like random commas, it would be disqualifying, even if what he was saying was was great and competent stuff. Like what we're looking at here, I, I, it's just why I'm like, stop gaslighting me, people. This is deranged. You know, when I started practicing law, we used to get, and I worked at a high-profile law firm. We would get some of these inquiries, and some of them we would say was a fifty-one-fifty inquiry. Someone that basically needed to be like uh, put into like a mental involuntary mental hospital hold because it, it looked so like the CIA is about to come, you know, all of these things, and they looked like this. Like this are the types of emails that we would get sometimes from people like inquiring that was like, "Whoa, I think that someone." <laughs> 5150 hold because you'd read it and you would say, This this is someone, and and I'm not saying it to mock it, like it's someone who's very unwell. And this is somebody who wants access to the nuclear codes right here. And this is someone whose pathology is being worn on his sleeve. But look, Donald Trump has a history of saying these things too. Like, remember when the January 6th committee subpoenaed Donald Trump? I don't know if we have this clip in our library, but like uh, I hope we do. Alina Haba was saying that Donald Trump should testify and he always testifies in her cases because he has nothing to hide before the January 6th. Do, do we have that clip in our library? I got it. He's got a couple
3: options here. He can ignore the subpoena and maybe run into a ban in world or he can go and plead the fifth or he can go and testify. Any idea what you think he's going to do and what would you recommend?
2: I would recommend that he cooperate because when you have nothing to hide, that's what I always recommend. The same reason that he always Uh, comes out and and speaks on any of my cases. He um, has no issue being deposed, even though the left-wing media would like to pretend that he does. He has no issue being subpoenaed and answering questions about what happened that day, and and he shouldn't. Um, What he did was very public, and it it was really nothing um, other than to say to uh, go out peacefully, as we know
0: the maga supporters love eating shit apparently like like they enjoy that like <laughs> how could you be treated like that by somebody and be like i'm okay with that it's let me just say there was a clip going viral on tiktok the other day on maga tiktok that i forget if ben sent it to us or if, if yeah, I, sent I sent it, sent it to you. and it was a clip i don't have it right now but it was like a I, I, I was supposed to be like, look at how badass Alina Haba was. And uh-huh. it was directed at a MAGA audience, had a ton of likes, all the mag people being like, the media never talks about this. And it was Alina Habba going, she was speaking at some like Trump event, or I th- it might've been like a QAnon event or something, just to make it extra <laughs> weird. And she's like, I bet the media never told you about our lawsuit against Hillary Clinton. I bet the media told never told you. Yeah, she's like, walk in. I bet the media never told you about our lawsuit against Michael Cohen. I bet the me, And she goes down a list, and I'm listening to this list, and I'm like, she lost every case. She's got sanctioned. Like, she's got sanctioned. Over like a million dollars. A million dollars sanctioned. And, <laughs> and, and, and this is what she's going, the media never told you you lost, you lost all those. You not only lost, you humiliated yourself. You got sanctioned by the court. You owe a million dollars. Like you, you're, you're just a liar. But all the comments were like, wow, the media is just hiding all that. I can't, Maga, Alina, what a badass. And it was just, it's a mind blowing thing when you actually get into that kind of shit shoveling uh, algo on on TikTok like Scary, that.
1: scary place uh, to be. It's the scariest. Well, Ben, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier, like don't these people have any shame if you were, you know, if I said those things about you, Ben, being so this tough guy who's going to show up, you know, no matter what, he's not a coward, and then you, then you don't show up. You would be embarrassed by that because you're, you're a human, Ben. You you have feelings. <laughs> these people, the, the Alina Habas, the Donald Trumps, Flat out, they're just sociopaths. They don't care what they say to the to their followers, to their cult, as long as they could count on their next $5 donation coming through to stuff the money in their own pockets or pay a witness to testify for them on their behalf. They abuse this base of theirs in this disgusting, unhealthy relationship, prey on their weaknesses just to take their last $5 that they could then stuff into their own pockets. I'm going to and start doing $5. that. This is supposed to be a billionaire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. supposed to be a billionaire. And he's
0: raising money off of these lies from people Who are complaining about inflation that is decreasing, all of these people who are whining about the economy this, the economy that, are giving all of – and by the way, with GDP up 5.2% last quarter, are giving all of their hard-earned money so that Donald Donald Trump can pay like Alina Haba, who's an idiot, so that they could pay an expert witness who's not really an expert $900,000 to talk about financial statements and he hasn't prepared a financial statement in, in, in and <laughs> like to work. And and by the way, and these are the MAGA Republican people who are giving him their money, who are then saying, oh, the, the Biden economy, the Biden economy, when all of the metrics show that under any indicator, the economy right now is doing far better than it ever did under Donald Trump. I mean, and therein lies it all. There is no shame. There is no bottom. And when it comes to President Biden, as I've said it before with Democrats, You have to be an A plus plus. If you do an A minus on anything, you're a failure to the Democratic voting bloc. You are a failure. And then the Democrats you know, and then the groups that we're not going to vote for you and this, we're withholding our vote. You have to be an A plus over everything in order to thrive as President Biden has to do. And if you stumble at all on anything, it's over. Meanwhile, on the other side, they get rewarded for just the blatant lies. I want to show you this last one right here, though. This is when Donald Trump Fled the country during the E. Jean Carroll case. He went to Scotland and Ireland to claim that he was, I don't know, he was like just shoveling the ground. He made up something. <laughs> he ran away from the trial after saying he was going to testify. And then the federal judge knew what he was doing. So the federal judge says, I'll give you time to show up. I know what you did. I'll give you extra time if you want to testify. And then Trump still did not leave. To go. And here's what Donald Trump said in Scotland, that he was going to leave early to attend the E. Jean Carroll trial, which he did not show up for. Play the clip. I have
3: to leave Ireland and I have to leave Scotland where I have great properties. I have to leave early. I don't have to, but I choose to. You
4: Will you attend the offense? trial, you Mr. President? I'll, I'll probably you try- attend. It's,
3: it's a, it's a it's disgrace it's that it's allowed to happen. It's false accusations against a rich guy or in my case against... A famous, rich and political person that's leading the polls by 40 points. And I have to go back for a woman that made a false accusation about me. And I have a judge who's extremely hostile. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to confront this. This woman is a disgrace and it shouldn't be allowed to happen in our country.
0: And then recently, Donald Trump posted about, there he is right there with the shovel. (laughs) I mean, I mean, (laughs) this is like... you can't, I mean, look, this would, this is beyond parody. It's, he's wearing a blue hat, holding a shovel and pretending to be doing something to avoid testifying. This is the weakest coward that there is. And then recently Joe Takapina, he blamed Takapina. Remember Taki Takapina? He says it was Takapina's fault why he didn't testify. He wanted to testify, but as he says here in this post, that was not good advice that I shouldn't testify. So then he throws takapina under the bus it is it is just such a loser quality and that's one of the things too it's like it's just a loser like all of the – we're winning, we're winning, we're winning. Objectively, you're a loser under every metric your entire life. You've bankrupted every single thing you've touched getting a golden spoon in your mouth when you were born. You bankrupted casinos. Who, lo- who How do you bankrupt casinos the way he bankrupted it? Everything in his life, he's been a loser a loser and everything. And it's just such an, it's such an incredible thing that he convinces this contingency of Americans that, that this is what winning looks like, that being treated like crap is winning. Look, we've got a lot more to talk about. I want to talk about special counsel Jack Smith's direct petition to the United States Supreme Court and also with Jack me. Smith filed before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals and got good responses from both of them almost instantaneously. And What a great panel, uh, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal panel that will be hearing Donald Trump's appeal of the denial of his motion to dismiss on absolute presidential immunity grounds. I um, want to remind everybody that tomorrow morning on our Patreon, we will be doing our Zoom meeting so if you want to meet me, Brett, and Jordy, join our Patreon now. Um, ask us questions tonight. There's written questions that we'll be responding to, but we do a whole live meeting on our Patreon. The link to the Zoom is on our Patreon. So you can see that right now. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. Let's take our first quick break of the night. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo, Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day, Money back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's slash Midas. T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of drastic, uncomfortable chains, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I tried fume, it was way more flavorful than you thought, and it feels very fresh. The look and feel of fume is very sleek. It's well weighted, perfectly balanced, and extremely fun to fidget with. You got to try the new Solano Fume. It's made with premium walnut barrel and an onyx-coated mouthpiece that has a slightly softer finish. Start the holidays off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash Midas and getting the journey Pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use our code MIDAS, M-E-I-D-A-S, to help make starting the good habit that much easier. It's Trifume, dot slash MIDAS. And back to our show. Thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors. The discount codes are in
1: the descriptions below. Jordy, how'd I do on those ad reads right there, huh? A plus plus, Ben. I mean, I I feel like you, just like everything you decide to dip your feet into, you just you, you're just excellent, man. I'm, I'm proud to comb of you. My hair a little bit on the fume one, but uh, other than that, I think I executed
0: it pretty. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of your signature, though, right? The, the my signature. You could tell what time of day I record some of these, but <laughs> I just have some breaking news in right now. Oh, There it is. The Texas Supreme Court has ruled that Kate Cox, a woman pregnant with a non-viable and life-threatening fetus, is not eligible. I repeat, is not eligible. For an exception to Texas's abortion ban, Cox had already left Texas to receive abortion care in another state. How dystopian can you be? She initially prevailed at the lower court, and then the impeached Attorney General Ken Paxton petitioned right to the Supreme Court to take away all of her reproductive freedom under Texas's laws. And the Supreme Court was delaying so much so that her life was at risk. So she had to flee the state of Texas and thankfully she did because had she not, the ruling would have come down before and then who knows what efforts Ken Paxton would have done. I mean he may have locked her up and forced her – to uh, give birth to this non-viable and life-threatening fetus, which could have killed her, that's not the, without the bounds of what he's capable of. I wanted to report on that breaking it's news. I time. mean, it is it is horrifying what is going on across this country since Roe was overturned, and there were so many people again gaslighting us all, saying that first. Rose never going to be overturned, and Hillary Clinton warned everybody exactly what was going to happen. And then after Roe was overturned, people gaslighting, you know, right wing people gaslighting, saying, oh, it's not gonna happen. You know, you're just fear-mongering. But now we're seeing in all of these Republican states women's reproductive rights being taken away, women being threatened with and actually being locked up, doctors being threatened, it is a horrifying dystopian situation taking place across the country and you just compare that with like democratic governors like governor shapiro in pennsylvania or gavin newsom or across the country all these democratic governors who are like delivering actual benefits and free lunches and better economy and better infrastructure and it's just the contrast cannot be clearer but then you go and you ask yourselves the same thing we were talking about with the maga followers like In Texas, their electric grid isn't even working. They can't even keep the lights on, like some of the basic functions. And then, of course, there's taking away people's freedoms. Propaganda is a powerful thing. Propaganda can work. And we're seeing how people vote against their own interests and have ushered in this this American carnage, this dystopian thing. But I wanted to give everybody an update on that. It's, it's, it's pure evil. And it really, you know, for all the arguments of folks who on the right who try to say things like, but it's about the sanctity of life. This is about life. Well, here you have a situation where you have a non viable fetus Mm -hmm. and you have a situation where this could literally kill the woman or leave her infertile or leave her severely injured in many other ways. So the choice here is clear. It's this, this is black and white. The life that needs to be saved is the woman's life in this case. And essentially, what these Texas Republicans have done is they ordered her to die. They said, you die. You die. You risk dying. That's it. It's exactly what they do. So don't give me the life bullshit if you're going to sentence somebody to death, essentially. Thankfully, this Kate Cox was able to get out of the state. Um, She's been working with a team of lawyers at the Center for Reproductive Rights. And so honestly, she's one of the lucky ones, quite frankly. Now, imagine – The hundreds, if not thousands of other women out there who are going to encounter similar issues but aren't able to get the same legal representation, who don't have the resources to get out of the state. This is a really, really, really serious issue that hits at the heart of our freedoms in this country, our freedoms as individuals. And really, we should all be incredibly loud about what is going on in Texas, and we should see that that is the Republican plan nationwide. Frankly, I'm still concerned for Kate Cox. What happens when she comes back to Texas? What happens when you have somebody – I don't think she can come back to Texas. When you have somebody as vindictive uh, as a person as Ken Paxton, who himself is an indicted criminal, when you have somebody like that and – she comes back. What do you think Ken Paxton's going to do? You think Ken Paxton just going to be like, oh, you got out of the state. Up, oh, oh, Good luck. No. I think Ken Paxton is going to probably try to pull something on her, to try to either charge her with something, charge the people who helped her get out of the state with some sort of trafficking or whatnot. I would not put it past him is all I am saying. This is the dystopian world that people are living in, In these Republican states and especially in the state of Texas. And if you remember that video that we made here at the Midas Touch Network a few years ago, that showed a woman, a a, a young woman trying to get across state lines who needed an abortion and the police stopped her and arrested her. When we released that at the time, there were a lot of people who said, Oh, Midas, that stop fear mongering. That's never going to happen. Nothing's going to happen with Roe. How, how dare you release this sort of fear mongering stuff? that's exactly what's happening right now in these states that is the reality this is the handmaid's tale come to life courtesy of the Republican Party so this is a very important issue for us to hit on that that Texas Supreme Court decision is absolutely abhorrent Ken Paxton is pure evil and anybody who would threaten somebody's life like this is pure evil I, I there's no evil, other way to put it evil Ken's Ken and Paxton read, is it read ready eating.
1: Kevin Ken, Ken Paxton, guys, he was ready to go after the doctor. So if you're Kay Cox in this situation, you do have to be concerned about coming back to Texas. This guy is as petty as petty can be, and he's a petty person with power, and that's a dangerous combination right there. I, the facts of this whole situation should put chills down the spine of anyone who listens to it and understands the story. This is a woman with two kids. This is a woman with a family who wants to grow her family. The, this is the hardest decision anybody in the world has to make. The fetus was non-viable. There was zero percent chance of any miracle happening if the pregnancy were to prolong it and, and go through to term. So right there, these people who pretend to be pro-life, these Ken Paxons, the Texas Supreme Court, these MAGA Republicans, they're not pro-life because they could give two shits about, about, about Kay Cox's life. And her family's life and her wanting to actually grow her family, no, they don't care about that. All the risks, the complications that can come from that, her, you know, not being able to have kids any longer or worse, even death. It's a scary thought that they want to be they're, they're forced birthers. That's what these Ken Paxons yep. of the worlds are, and these Maga Republicans. they don't care about your life. They don't care about the baby's lives. Yep. they they don't. At the end of the day, it's not not even quantifiable to say, I am a pro-life MAGA Republican. That doesn't make any sense. You are a forced birther, Ken Paxton. Do Do you have any doubt, though, that Paxton's next move will be to go after
0: the Center for Reproductive Rights that helped her? He's going to take that Supreme Court decision and he's going to try and charge the Center for Reproductive Rights. And if she returns, he's going to try to arrest her and he's going to go after the doctor. Do you have any doubt that that is what that man is going to try to do? And he's going to try to send a message as the Texas Supreme Court just has. It is absolutely horrifying what is happening. And I want to emphasize this is somebody like people are speaking about, you know, there are a lot of these articles now, like who would Trump pick for a cabinet, right? If if Trump were to be reelected, somebody like Ken Paxton is somebody who could very well in a Trump administration, be the attorney general of the United States doing this on a national level. So we really need to home in on the stakes here. We really need to always be discussing the stakes of the upcoming election and what it truly means to be governed by the Republican Party. And frankly, there needs to be people who rise up in these Republican states and say, we've had enough. They have to get past the propaganda that is hardwired in their heads about, oh, well, I Democrat, communist, blah, 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 blah. Try get rid of all the propaganda and realize what is happening to people in your life. And I hope it doesn't have to happen to you for you to understand this. But Jordy is absolutely right. When Jordy said, look what happened right after the lower court made the decision saying that she did fit into an exception to this horrific abortion ban that they had in Texas, Ken Paxton's first move was to release a statement saying, ignore the lower court's decision. If you're a doctor who participates in this procedure to give this woman an abortion to save her life, I will arrest you. That's what Ken Paxton did. It's sick. It's sick. sick, sick. Let's talk about special counsel Jack Smith earlier in the morning, he filed a petition for a writ of certiorari before judgment directly with the United States Supreme Court. Now, normally, the way an appeal process would work, it would start at the district court, then you have the Court of Appeals, the Circuit Court of Appeals, in this case, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and then you would go to the Supreme Court. However, there is case law that in the most extraordinary of circumstances, you can go directly to the United States Supreme Court where there are fundamental issues involving our democracy or some other urgent issues that's like a constitutional crisis. So on that basis, Special Counsel Jack Smith said to the Supreme Court, look, While Donald Trump is trying to appeal the order by Judge Tanya Chutkin, the federal judge in Washington, D.C., which denied his motion to dismiss the indictment on absolute presidential immunity grounds, while that goes through the Court of Appeals, Supreme Court, we need you to make the ruling right now on a very simple question presented, the following question whether a former president is absolutely immune from federal prosecution for crimes committed while in office, or is constitutionally protected from federal prosecution when he has been impeached but not convicted before the criminal proceedings begin. And Judge Tanya Chutkin said there is no absolute presidential immunity for crimes. The text, the structure, the history of the Constitution would make that make absolutely no no sense. That's a king and presidents are not kings and Donald Trump is a former president as much as it pains me to have to say that he is, but not entitled to absolute presidential immunity. So Donald Trump filed a notice of appeal to Judge Tanya Chutkin's order, and Donald Trump then asked to stay or pause all of the district court proceedings, all of the pretrial deadlines. Jack Smith filed an opposition to that. And in addition to petitioning the United States Supreme Court, Jack Smith then also petitioned the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals to do expedited briefing. Jack Smith wants to keep this March 4th, 2024 date. That's when the trial in the Washington, D.C. federal criminal case for Trump's efforts to overthrow the results of the 2020 election. That's when that's scheduled for. So Jack Smith made two powerful moves, one to the Supreme Court and then to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals pushing them to say, we need to expedite the date and the decision on this ruling. And then Jack Smith did get instant feedback from both and very positive feedback from both. And first, you had a decision reached by the United States Supreme Court. Here it is right here that says petitioner's motion to expedite Jack Smith's motion to expedite consideration of a writ of certiorari, meaning that a writ of certiorari is where it goes before the Supreme Court if they grant certiorari. So petitioner's motion to expedite consideration of that before a judgment is granted by the appeals court is granted. And respondent, Donald Trump, is directed to file a response to the petition on or before 4 p.m. So the Supreme Court, though, to be clear, is not granting Jack Smith's request for certiorari to hear the case. They haven't accepted the case yet, but what they have done is expedited the briefing about whether or not they will hear the case. But the fact that they made that move so quickly shows you the Supreme Court's acting with a sense of urgency. So Donald Trump's order to respond by December 20th of 2023, then the Supreme Court will decide if it will directly hear certiorari, directly take the appeal without it going through, in other words, the D.C. Circuit Court, directly to the Supreme Court. That will be decided likely at the end of December, early January. And then the United States Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia They issued a ruling and they said upon consideration of the motion to expedite the case, to expedite the appeal that Donald Trump filed, it is ordered that appellants' response, Trump's response to the motion to expedite, be due by 10 a.m. on Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. And any reply is due by 10 a.m. on Thursday, December 14th, 2023. So setting a very tight schedule to determine whether they will expedite the appeal there, and then a briefing schedule will be set. But most notably, I think, is the panel that will be hearing the appeal on the denial of Donald Trump's absolute presidential immunity claim. It could not be a better panel for the pro-democracy community. It can't be a more – it is as bad of a panel as it could possibly be if you're Donald Trump right now. Here are the three judges on this panel, Judge Pan, Judge Childs and Judge Henderson. Childs and Pan are Biden appointees, pro-democracy, no-nonsense judges, and judges who understand the importance of this moment. And then you have Judge Henderson, who's initially a Reagan appointee and a George H. W. Bush appointee to the circuit court, but still a law and order judge. So that is not a good panel for Trump, a great panel for justice, and they are moving this along. i Predict They will set expedited briefing. They will grant an expedited briefing request. I think you will see briefing concluded sometime in the mid-January period. There will be a hearing, I think, sometime in late January, say January 15th to January 25th. Oral argument will go before this panel. This is my prediction. And then I think the United States Supreme Court and what they're going to do next Uh, They're going to look at the expedited briefing schedule that's being set by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and I think that they're not going to grant certiorari or they're going to abstain from certiorari until such time as the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals rules mid-January, but I think you'll see the Supreme Court perhaps set a certiorari hearing sometime in the late January, early February if they're going to take cert in general or hear the case in general. But for purposes of Jack Smith, this is the best case scenario of what you want as Donald Trump's trying to derail it and delay it. Jack Smith's eye on the prize is this March 4th, 2024 trial date. Jack Smith realizes that Trump's absolute immunity claim, even though frivolous, carries with it implications that cause delay So rather than sit back, Jack Smith pursued that multi-pronged approach. Supreme Court, Court of Appeals, get everything behind this and make this effort for March 4th, 2024. So that's the update on what happened before the Supreme Court. And the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals today and then Jack Smith in the district court says, I'm still filing documents. He did an expert disclosure listed three experts and one of the experts has done a forensic analysis of a phone that Donald Trump was using on January 6th and leading up to it. So that, to me, was a big disclosure by Special Counsel Jack Smith as well, that he has an expert who's going to be testifying on that. So there you have your D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals and Supreme Court updates. I also did two hot takes on that today that go over that in a little more detail if you need more detail than what I just provided you. Rudy Giuliani, all, all good there, Jordy? How did I do? You'd be great
1: when when you're going on the rants like that. I got to put myself on mute because I don't want any like back talk happening or me ruining your flow. So, Ben, I
0: also also want to talk about Rudy Giuliani is the defamation case by Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss. They've been waiting for their day in court. He heinously. Defame them, compare them to being drug dealers. These are former Georgia election workers. And he said that they smuggled in votes. And then Giuliani refused to participate in the defamation case, then tried to issue a stipulation where he seemingly admitted to everything, but then there was some ambiguity in it. So then the judge, Beryl Howell, said, provide some more information. Giuliani just stopped basically participating in the case. He was found in default. And because he didn't turn over, his financial records and financial documentation. There's also an adverse inference that the jury will be instructed that he is hiding money or that he's likely hiding money, and that's why he's not turning over the record. So this trial against Giuliani, liability has already been established a la Alex Jones, who was found liable for $1.5 billion, who Elon oh, yeah. Musk just allowed back on uh, Twitter or X or whatever you're calling, and then Elon Musk hosted like an entire like interview with them, like how horrific and heinous can you be so now Giuliani's just on trial for damages and punitive damages and then after the jury was selected Giuliani went outside and then further defamed Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss I think we have the video clip of him doing that let's play that clip
5: whatever happened to them which is
3: it's unfortunate if other people overreacted but everything I said about them is true do you regret no. what you did to? Sh- of revision? course, I don't regret. I told the truth. They they were engaged in changing votes. There's no proof of that. Oh, you're damn right, there is. Stay tuned. Is
0: that- stay tuned. We're never going to show you, but just stay tuned. We have 80 courts who have heard this. We've never presented a scintilla of evidence, but you stay tuned because you got to listen to the only two people who hold the secret, but refuse to share the secret that would lead to them not being criminally prosecuted. It's just him with the freaking duty dripping down his face and Donald Trump and now Alina Haba. These are the only people that actually hold the secrets and everything else is just the cabal. Ooh, you know who's in on it? Bill Barr was in on it. The former Trump attorney general who covered up for Trump. Bill Barr is part of the cabal and Bill Barr worked with Hunter Biden and all in secret and somehow George Soros and everybody but I'll tell you who's got the answers. The people who have lied their whole lives, but they but you see They don't want to share it with anybody. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I mean, it is so utterly pathetic. But what is evident is that they're not arguing the law. They're not arguing the facts. They are arguing the destruction of facts and law and our judicial system. And they are banking on Fascism. They're saying it. We'll show you clips when we return of Mm -hmm. Donald Trump at his speeches saying, I want to be a dictator just for a day. I want to be a dictator. They are banking on the fascist takeover where they will get rid of all of the cases filed against them by decree of Donald Trump and it will all go away. That's their only play at this point. Are we a nation of law? Are we a nation of facts? Are we a nation of democracy or are we some fascist idiocracy of failed losers like Donald Trump? That's what's at stake as these MAGA Republicans take away our freedoms, take away your freedoms. We have a lot more show to discuss, more MAGA idiocracy. We'll talk about
1: that and more after our last quick break of the night. You
0: you missed an opportunity
1: here. Stay tuned. Being on top of your mental health game is so important. And as you know, we here at the Midas Touch Network are working around the clock. And it's easy to fall into bad habits or routines because, well, life gets in the way, especially with your diet. Frankly, I think most people can relate. Everyday life does get in the way, making it challenging to find a healthy snack without all the sugar and junk. Now, if you're busy and constantly on the go like me, you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain. With six delicious flavors, each mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lions made, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only 1 gram of sugar, mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why Mosh protein bars were mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Mosh now has a new line of plant-powered protein bars in three delicious flavors for those who want all of the protein and brain support of the original bar, now made with plant-based ingredients. I have a Mosh bar literally every day to kick off my morning and it has totally improved my performance. I love the taste, especially of the peanut butter Mosh bar, delicious. Not to mention the packaging, it makes it super easy to take them with me if I ever find myself hungry between meetings. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain fit-fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all 6 mouthwatering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. Welcome back. Let's go. Welcome Let's back. Go. You know
0: what? The, the energy that we have on today's show, I saw someone put it in the comments, you know, the expression, don't tread on me. They're treading on us. These MAGA Republicans are freaking treading on us each and every day. And it's something that, and we, and we can't take it. I know legacy media wants us to take it. You know, I know that there are people who are apathetic. Well, well, well. well. We can't take it. And the power of this community that you all created, the Midas Mighty, I am confident if we're energized. We, the community you created, is going to be the difference maker in this election. I am confident, and it is so important that we keep letting others know about the facts that we don't get worn out that we collectively stay optimistic stay calm and we keep fighting for our democracy each and every day. Brett, tell us about MAGA Republican James Comer. He's got his own. He's got his own one right now, his own conspiracy and every time he talks his voice gets even he, his voice gets higher. And, you see? You see? <laughs> Your Comer impression has been pretty good though. And I, I'm starting to think that Comer is doing an impression of you doing an impression of Comer the more I hear him because his lies are just getting more and more outrageous and he keeps digging in deeper and deeper. And it's like everything these Republicans do. We spoke about the shoveling of MAGA shit, which coincided nicely with that photo of Donald Trump sh- literally shoveling in Scotland, right? It's a I good think metaphor. It's a good, good metaphor you got there. But that's what the entire Republican Party has basically learned from Donald Trump. Trump, that we need to just keep shoveling shit at people and hope that we're able to fool enough people. And that's why when Ben speaks about this community, you know, all of us are Very in tune with the day to day, if not sometimes minute by minute, Mm -hmm. uh, things that happen in this, uh, in our crazy world of politics right now. But you have to understand that a lot of your family and friends aren't. So they see a headline, they see, uh, you know, a newspaper cover, they see a, a CNN report, and that's kind of all they're getting. And sometimes in these bites, when James Comer goes on TV and he tries to spread this disinformation, sometimes all they're getting is the disinformation. Meanwhile, I just want to set the stage that James Comer a few months ago flat out admitted, just like Kevin McCarthy admitted when they were going after Hillary Clinton, that this is about hurting Joe Biden in the polls. Set it flat out. And that is always their motivation here. They want to smear somebody and they want to go after President Biden. The one way that they know that they could actually get under his skin. And they, by the way, they haven't gotten under his skin, but they want to go after him. And the one thing that they know that Joe Biden cares about. Which is what? His family. Joe Biden, unlike Donald Trump, is an actual family man who genuinely loves his family. So they target his son, Hunter. We spoke about the Hunter Biden indictment in the last episode, and we're going to have some more hot takes on, on the Hunter indictment. So keep a lookout for that. But now the new conspiracy theory coming from Comerland and these Republicans are that the indictment that could, frankly, put Hunter Biden behind bars for a very long time if he was convicted, it's all one big conspiracy. It's actually, the indictment is actually there to help Help Hunter him. Biden it's actually there to help him. He was indicted to save him. Like I, I don't like they certainly don't even believe the things that they are saying. The whole thing is an absolute joke. And Hunter uh, and James Comer spends his time going on these disinformation networks, like Newsmax and whatnot because he knows when he goes on those networks, he is not going to be challenged. He could get away with saying whatever he wants. However, James Comer decided to, you know, we got a little cocky and he decided, let's go on CNN and let's see what happens if I have this discussion with Jake Tapper. And to Jake Tapper's credit, Jake Tapper treated James Comer, I will say, with the seriousness that he deserves. And I'll show you in this clip.
5: So we think that this is just the the tip of the iceberg. We think there are many more crimes. And my concern is that Weiss may have... uh, Indicted Hunter Biden to protect him from Ah, having to be deposed. Yes, in the in the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday. He indicted him to protect him. Yes, the classic rubric. He indicted him to protect him. I got it. Well, look, this whole this this, Jake, this whole thing's been about a cover up. You know, you've got two. That's why he indicted him to
4: to protect him to, to cover it up.
5: Well, he look, you indict him on the least little thing, the gun charge and not paying taxes. He's facing like 17 additional years in prison. Yeah, but
1: look what he's done.
5: Anybody else? Yeah, but look
0: what he's done. He's got two. Hey, look, look what, what he's done. done. Yeah. Anybody else? He's like yoda He's like when he lies, he yodels. He, he, <laughs> the he, comer he, he clip works, the, worst, the worst tell in the world. Like every the, time he lies, he yodels. He yodels. It's, it's, like, it's,
4: it's,
1: it's an <laughs> unbelievable clip, too, because Comer for way too long thinks <laughs> that Tapper is being sincere. Like, like you <laughs> he doesn't know like, up the sarcasm it, for he the does first not like pick, 30 it, seconds it, of the clip. It's he's so dense. These macros are so dense. Jordy, I'm going to do... uh, This is James Comer playing poker. (laughs) Okay.
5: I got two aces.
0: (laughs) I got... Two pocket Ace <laughs> It's a royal flush. It's a royal I, flush. I got a-, a royal flush. A royal you, know,
1: flush. Uh, you guys know the expression, you know, you are who your friends are. There's some, something to that effect. I mean these MAGA these MAGA politicians are are, are who their base is. They're, there's nothing that will ever make them happy. Even the things that they are pushing for or you at least think they're fighting for, such as these Hunter indictments. They finally get the indictments. Are they happy about it? No, are you kidding? This is gonna help Hunter now. <laughs> (laughs) Let me reiterate,
0: David Weiss is the Trump-appointed prosecutor, and one of their other conspiracy theories that they go around is they go, well, why didn't this happen in 2019 or 2020 when Donald Trump was president? I don't know. but They go go a step further. They said in 2019 and 2020, the DOJ covered it up. So Trump's DOJ and Bill Barr – Covered it up to help Hunter Biden, <laughs> yeah. but Biden's DOJ indicted Hunter Biden to cover up the cover up from Bill Barr. It's like, bro, just I just need normal people. I really just <laughs> want, I really just want normal freaking people. Like, it's just the the, the depths of stupidity of this. I mean, here's the thing. If, if basically you go to me and you were to say, hey, Hunter Biden did all of these things that were wrong. There's an indictment. A grand jury indicted him. I would say, you know what? Let him have his day in court. A jury gets to hear that. It's odd that you're charging him. The two things you're charging him, one relates to the IRS, which you wanted to fund. The other is that he had like a gun for seven days when you want everybody to have AR-15s. Okay, weird, hypocritical, but I'll still say, all right, law and order, put that before a jury, but they don't do that. They have to make it freaking weird. They have to go, It was. it's a cover-up to indict him, to help him. I'm like, all yeah. right. It's just, uh, I, I know I've said this before, but if if Hunter were a Republican between the tax invasion, a tax evasion, the gun charges, the hookers, the drug he'd fu- legend. He'd be a fucking legend in the Republican Party. I'm just gonna they'd be the they alpha number one. They'd be doing memes about the guy. Like they would love him. I, I just I gotta say that. But you well, know, that's what, what, what they, they, their their <laughs> hatred of Hunter is a projection of their self Hatred. Like <laughs> the things that they go after him for, it's like that's just what the Moms of Liberty woman is doing with their husband every freaking day. Like, like that's what they go about. And it's the fact that they cover up their own behavior, try to act like they are holier than thou, mm-hmm. take away our freedoms, and then their ultimate projection is they see in Hunter someone who suffered from drug addiction and who did some. Things that we may consider to be not moral, if that's your compass of like sex workers and things like that. I mean, but they then turn that into like all they want to talk about is is that. And it's like, what are you talking about? You know, you're the morality, you're turning. I mean, it- frankly, in a normal world, Hunter's story would be a story about somebody who struggled with addiction, mm-hmm. did some bad things, and is an example of somebody trying to turn their life around for the better. Like in any normal world, that's what it is. And to get serious for a moment, there are a lot of people across this country who either themselves – or who have family who suffer from drug addiction similar to Hunter and have made mistakes in their past due to their addiction. Now, that should be a story of redemption. That should be a story about bettering oneself. But in this twisted world that MAGA has weaved, they view that as a defect and they attack that. They attack somebody's at their lowest point. They kick them when they are down and it is absolutely horrific. And so what does James Comer do? after James Comer gets humiliated on Jake Tapper. James Comer has to rush over to Newsmax to try to play cleanup, and the Newsmax person has to help him out. I'll show you what they said to him, and you are going to roll your eyes so much they might get stuck in the back of your head, so be careful. He's making your investigation sound like a joke, and he's trying to make you look like a joke. And then half of America sees that, and they think your investigation is a joke. How do you work around that? How do you work through that?
5: Well, that's the first time I went on CNN in three months. Uh, We thought we would give it a try. You know, Jake Tapper is an intelligent guy, but he's playing to a low IQ audience. You know, uh, CNN just is hemorrhaging viewers every day. And Jake's doing what he's told uh, by his bosses at CNN who are doing what they're told by their bosses at the Democratic National Committee. I mean, CNN is a owned unprofitable subsidiary of the democrat national committee and, and it's
0: once again all projection like you're on newsmax which is a republican propaganda farm accusing cnn of being an arm of the dnc and saying that jake tapper is playing to a low iq audience when that is exactly what you are doing i could continue i like there's numerous other clips of other republicans way, Average. Yeah. You ready for this? Newsmax average, one hundred and eighty-two thousand viewers in the week leading up to the election. So just by comparison, that is this significantly the less than the viewers that are at the that are at the shows for the Midas Touch Network. And so, anyway, <laughs> where, by the way, where, where just, are the CNN like viewers
1: ben, at? That Newsmax host Loki just roasted Comer. By the way, like that was actually subtly very funny. <laughs> I don't know if he meant to, but he's like, "They're calling you an idiot." <laughs> like just like really everyone's calling him. you a total and, moron. But, but that know, segment he... right there too. Hold, uh, that 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 segment right there too is it, it, such the Republican Party of, of 2023. Where let me play victim here now, James Comer. Let, let me let me let me play victim here, Comer, because. He had a bad hit on CNN, so now he has to go crying to Newsmax. Where they're you trying to cover look, for him, right? It's designed exactly. so that they. And go then there when you look him. at the actual story and segment that they're publishing on Newsmax, it's like an inception where then they show the Tapper interview in the Chiron of what they're playing the Comer interview in. I mean, it's really just a pathetic excuse for what media should aspire to be. And it's just it's just. But let me tell you where it's
0: heading because there are actual kind of consequences to all of these lies. And for months and months and months, including you know uh, these Republicans, including the current speaker, this MAGA extremist, radical speaker, Mike Johnson, they've admitted that they don't have evidence. Many of them have admitted that they don't have evidence. And even Mike Johnson, fairly recently, was like, you know, uh, impeachment is a serious thing, and we would never do that. Blah 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 blah. Well, despite not having any evidence and not uncovering any evidence along the way of President Biden being involved in any of the things that they have accused them of. They've literally gotten zero evidence. They have decided, are we going to focus on inflation? No. Are we going to focus on infrastructure? No. Are we going to focus on anything our voters have asked us to focus on? No, what are we going to do in their last action? But their la- this is like the last, the only thing they're doing this week. And then they're going on vacation for like a month. They plan on voting on to formalize the House impeachment inquiry into President Biden. And so they're planning on doing this vote as of the recording of this this Wednesday, and it'll probably pass. They'll probably formalize this vote. This is kind of like the easy vote for them to make, right? Yeah, we'll investigate it formally, right? Because they they had started the impeachment proceedings informally without doing the vote because they did not have the votes at the time. As of this moment, it appears that there is one, one House Republican who is against it, and that is Ken Buck. I don't think there have been any other House Republicans who have spoken out. Against this. And you even have Senator Mitt Romney who's coming out and he's saying, I haven't seen anything that these people are talking about. And if I were in the House, I would vote against that the one sane voice in the Republican Party.
2: As you know, House Republicans have signaled that they may vote as early as this week on an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite the fact that they haven't shown yet a direct link between Hunter Biden's business dealings and President Biden. Have you seen any evidence that President Biden has committed high crimes and misdemeanors?
3: No. I I don't uh, see any evidence of that at all. Uh, I think before you begin an impeachment inquiry, you ought to have some evidence, some inclination, uh, that there's been wrongdoing, and so far there's nothing of that nature that's been provided.
4: So
2: are you opposed to the impeachment inquiry?
3: Well, if I were in the House, I'd vote against it unless they were able to bring forward uh, uh, evidence that suggested that there there were a high crime or misdemeanor that had been uh, committed. But so far, that hasn't been the case. Look, look, fortunately uh, for most people, we're not responsible for the misdeeds of our kids and grandkids and great grandkids. Nothing in my family I'm embarrassed about. But but uh, President Trump's excuse me, President Biden's son, Hunter, is obviously been a very unsavory person and has had some extremely uh damaging personal uh foibles including a drug habit and so forth. uh that's not president biden and uh and we're not going to impeach someone because of the sins of their kids.
0: And that is what a Republican used to be, and that is what a Republican should be. I know we have a lot of viewers on the Midas Touch podcast and across the Midas Touch network, people who are Republicans, people who are former Republicans. We've we've received thousands of stories every week from people like this. I've met so many people outside of my house who come over and tell me their stories about the Republican Party leaving them. That was the Republican Party. That is the normalcy that we are all trying to achieve. And I think to really just show you how far the Republican Party has strayed from what they used to be, let's look at what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now with President Zelensky. President Zelensky is arrived in D.C. today. He's planning on meeting with President Biden at the White House on Tuesday. Ukraine is obviously seeking additional U.S. military aid in its fight against the Russian invasion. And Russia right now has an advantage. I'm not going to lie because the U.S. funding is running out and the Republicans have refused to pass additional funding. I mean, Ronald Reagan – would be rolling over in his grave at what these republicans are doing. And it just just to really bring this into focus as to what's going on, there's perhaps no better contrast of Vladimir Zelensky meeting with President Biden, coming to DC asking for additional funding to help push back against Russia at perhaps the most pivotal time in this war effort. Then Let's go down the street, and you have Viktor Orban, the Hungarian autocratic prime minister, traveling to D.C., inviting a group of MAGA Republicans to a conference to push them to end their support for Ukraine. And this is an event that is organized by the right-wing Heritage Foundation. So simultaneously in D.C., Zelensky, pro-democracy. Trying to meet with the white meeting with the White House, probably meeting with other lawmakers on the Hill, and then you have these extremist MAGA Republicans meeting with an autocrat. Discussing how they could help Russia, just purely pure Putin. And this to idolize somebody like the leader of Hungary, somebody who is so not respected across the world, somebody who runs a country with an entire GDP, annual GDP of $189 billion. For reference, Apple Computer, an American, one American company, Apple Computer, had more revenue in 2022 than the entire GDP of Hungary that year. Want to talk inflation? Hungary has around a 20% inflation rate. And this is who they want. And why do they idolize Viktor Orban? Because he represents everything they love. He comes down hard on press freedoms. He pushes this idea of a white nationalist, Christian nationalist sort of state. So they idolize him for those things. And they have just fully, fully embraced Vladimir Putin here against the interests of not only Ukraine – but against the interests of the United States. It is not normal behavior, what we are witnessing from these Republicans, and it is up to all pro-democracy Americans out there, whether you are a Democrat or an Independent or a Republican or elsewhere, to say, to stand up and say that this is not okay and this is not America. So, then so, so Brett, you mentioned the Heritage Foundation. And uh-huh. um, as you were talking, I was looking up, okay, what was the Heritage Foundation's position of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan in uh-huh. 1980, right? If you want to know how far they've fallen. So I looked up, it's called the Backgrounder. It's one of the reports that they put out. And I'm looking at one from January 9th. 1980 from the heritage foundation it's titled the soviet invasion of afghanistan and as i was reading through it and i went to page um 19 which has the conclusions right here it says and you could literally replace afghanistan with Ukraine right here, and it would basically be the same, but they've taken the opposite position. It says how Afghanistan is a stepping stone for the Soviet strategic penetration of the South Asian Persian Gulf area, as well as a stepping stone for Islamic religious penetration of Soviet Central Asia. Soviet aircraft based in Afghanistan constitute a threat to the Arabian Sea. And it goes on to say the United States would be a logical choice to provide military assistance to the insurgents and should not rule out doing so under appropriate circumstances. And then it goes on to explain why the U.S. should be supportive of the wow. of the insurgents right there. That was the Heritage Foundation's report, January 9th, 1980, right there. And so you think about how the Heritage Foundation has ultimately Diametrically changed. And now they're basically saying that the U.S. should not provide aid. Back then, they were, you know, who they were talking about providing aid to? The Taliban. <laughs> 1980, the U.S. should provide aid to the Taliban then. But right now, they're saying that the U.S. should not provide aid to a democracy, to Zelensky, to Ukraine, to stop the encroachment into all of Europe. And 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 then the Heritage Foundation acts like they're still con- like, what are you doing? Like it's a it's just ups, it's upside down world, yeah. and, and legacy media fails to even like acknowledge like, whoa, wait a minute, like that was the op- exact opposite of what you were for always. It's, it's certainly not your uh, – I would say not your father's Republican Party, but it's not the Republican Party that you grew up with. You know, It's not the Republican Party of even you know, 20 years ago or so. I mean what, what's happened now is the Republican Party is now a pro-Putin, pro-autocracy party. That's it. They want fascism. They've decided democracy doesn't work for them. And they want to use the trappings of government and our system in order to convert that to emulate countries like Russia, where you don't really have a real justice system, where you actually get rid of all the sort of lifetime dedicated public servants and you replace them with your own political cronies. Ken to Ken Paxton's. And that's what you will get in another Trump administration. No, we talked about a lot in this episode. We spoke about a a lot of deep, kind of dark subjects, to be honest. We spoke about a lot of very positive, uh, excellent developments in the world of justice. But I figured I don't want to hear Trump's voice anymore. So we're not going to play any of those clips. But what I think I want to do to close out this episode is I want to show a clip from the Alien Super Show. Um, I don't know if you I, – I, I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to watch or if you've been watching the Alien Super Show on the Midas Touch YouTube channel. But My favorite show. Episodes, it's, it's the best. And so here's the concept of the show for those who don't know. It's a cartoon whereby – These cartoon aliens are basically analyzing the clips of the week from where, you know, you say like, if an alien touched down on planet Earth, what would they think of all the craziness that's going on in our country? Alien Super Show answers that question in the most hilarious way. And so on this week's Alien Super Show, and the reason I want to bring it up is Jared Moskowitz, the Democratic congressman from Florida, was on. And it was such a brilliant, funny episode. We have the link to the episode in the description of this podcast so you could check it out. And what they did was they first had a little bit of an interview with, ja- with Congressman Moskowitz where they had him react to some of these crazy James Comer clips of the week and Trump clips of the week. And then one of the really cool things in the cartoon is they beamed James Comer onto the spaceship and he turned into like a Smurf style alien and, and answer and, and reacted to the clips as a Smurf style alien. If it sounds oh, crazy, it's because it is. I just want to show you a short clip of the Alien Super Show and then, I well, like I said, I have a link to the whole playlist of all the Alien Super Show episodes that we posted on the channel and I hope that you love these as much as I do because they bring a smile to my face. Here's Jared Moskowitz on Alien Super Show. Joe Biden claimed there was an
5: absolute wall.
4: First of all, he literally yeah. looks People like he was taken hostage,
5: <laughs> okay?
4: He holds up the newspaper with the date. By the way, who, if you're listening, whoever has Chairman Comer, please release him. Look at his fresh dude. Look at look at that dude. Yeah, it's a fresh cut. The tips are leaning down. I love that. Ugh. He could be the new model for Dep Gel. <laughs> I was say, looks like the oldest member of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. This is just it's really
2: emphasizing the squareness of his head. He looks like Thwomp from Super Mario.
4: <laughs> his hair knows the bullshit he's spewing. It's trying to leave his scalp. (laughs) All
5: directions. Hunter Biden's business entity a Wasco PC.
4: Made direct <laughs> <monthly payments laughs> to wow, your
3: thanks for the visual aid. <laughs> Couldn't possibly follow this.
4: They filmed it and they were like, "Listen, this is powerful, but I—it's missing something." And they were like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the graphics budget in the House Oversight Committee <laughs> is out of control."
4: <laughs> Let's show a great photo of Joe Biden. By the way, it's a wonderful photo of him. Yeah, they don't do that Fox News thing
1: where they pick a bad photo of him blinking or like right. blowing his nose. It's respectful.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fox Fox uses the photo of Joe Biden the day he had like like a melanoma taken off his face. <laughs> yeah. like, let's go, let's
0: go, let's go with that one. Alien Super Show, everybody. And you can catch new episodes of that every Saturday right here on the Midas Touch YouTube channel. And what a show, Ben, eh? What a show. I look forward to meeting everybody who's a member of our Patreon tomorrow Ooh. morning at 11 Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. We have the exclusive Zoom link in our uh, Patreon page you want to become a member of our Patreon. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. As I've said before, interesting business model we have here. <laughs> it's funded through Emojis, our pro-democracy sponsors, and our Patreon. Go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot slash Midas Touch. Make sure you spell Midas Touch correctly, M E I. D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. That's patreon.com slash Touch. I look forward to seeing everybody in the morning on our exclusive Zoom chat, and it's a good way to help build this pro-democracy community. I want to remind everybody as well, it's a great time for holiday presents. Store.MidasTouch.com is a great place for that. 100% made in the USA, 100% union made. That's dot. MidasTouch.com. Gear up right now. And finally, I want to thank you all, the Midas Mighty. I want you all to stay strong. We're in this together. Um, We so appreciate you. There's a lot of Efforts to try to undermine uh, your confidence right now. I'm, I'm very much aware of that, but the Midas Mighty is strong. The Midas Mighty is proud, and we are in this together. Um, and look, feel free to lean on each other. Like there are some days where you know I need a little boost from Brett and Jordy, or a boost from the Midas Mighty, and it's all good. we we're, we're in this together. Um, and the community that you all created is really the not-so-secret sauce behind uh, what this network is about. This network is the community, and we're so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a show. We'll see you next time. We'll see those who join Patreon tomorrow morning. And, uh, Jordy, take it away.
1: Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The